All right, so last week we had an episode that talked about confessions uh, that people can make to help themselves and their accountability in the goal setting process. This week, I want to begin the episode with a confession myself, and then I'm going to ask you what is the most important thing that you've forgotten. For me, I have become terrible at remembering birthdays. And when I say birthdays, that includes uh, my mother, other family members who are important, but yet I continue to forget their birthdays. Now, Facebook, yes, has been somewhat of a help, but it has not um, gotten me to the point to where I take the extra effort to remember it for myself. Because if I don't log into Facebook for a couple of days, I'm back to square one of forgetting a, a very important birthday. This one doesn't exactly apply, but last week during my weekly preview, I realized that my husband was going to be out of town uh, that week. And so thankfully my weekly preview saved me, but that was about to be, yeah, it was about to be a big problem in my life. I would say there are times where I show up to work and I don't have a computer and that's happened to me a couple of times and it is painful. Um, I don't know why that makes me so incredibly angry. If y'all want to actually see me like be the Hulk version of Courtney, just have me forget my computer at home and just see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> now we're all trying to picture the Hulk version. Yeah. But Courtney goes green. Yeah. You know, the first time I got to know the wonderful folks of the Franklin uh, city, the Williamson County Police Department was <laughs> when I was driving with my dear family uh, along some country road there in Franklin, and I got pulled over and I uh, was confused, didn't think I was speeding or anything like that. Uh, but I probably was, maybe it's going a little over, right? And the the cop, you know, knocks on the window, you know, rolling it down, and he said, you know, registration, whatever. And he says, Hey, you know, um, your tags on your plate have expired. And I was thinking, Oh, that's right. I, I, I probably didn't do it. And I'm thinking, you know what, I probably missed the thing in the mail or I didn't, you know, write it down or something like that. And maybe he'll let me off because I knew this has happened before. I won't tell you how many times, but the very, I, I remember the last time I was pulled over, it was for the same reason. This time in Nashville. And he's like, you know what? Just go get it taken care of. It had expired, you know, like the previous month or something like that. And so I was like, hey, it, you know, could you let me off with this one? You see, I have a crying child in the back seat, you know. And he said, well, normally I would let people off with a warning. Um, but, sir, it's October uh, 2021. And this expired in February of 2020. It's been a while. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. So I paid, uh, you know, I there's there's a sidewalk that has a, a repaired crack in it, I suppose, in Franklin because of what I got to pay the city for that mistake and, and what I forgot there. Now, in my defense, you know, there was, I, there was a lot going on for, you know, 2020 and 2021, <laughs> mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I was kind of busy, but... Yeah, that was Save a it for the judge, Blake. Save it for the judge. <laughs> that does, have I talked on the podcast about when I got pulled over? I have, haven't I? I got pulled over for only the second time. It was the first time I'd ever gotten a speeding ticket, and I did not have my license. 
or registration. Uh, and you were driving a stolen gold. vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and I had a stolen vehicle. It was a problem. <laughs> yeah, those uh, – it is, like, painful when we forget those things. And I, I think we, as a culture – we have a tendency to be overconfident about what we can actually remember. I feel like I have been absolved of this personally because of said situations and said small children in home that constantly remind you that you should not be overconfident about what you can remember. But I think in a meeting, sometimes it's easy to be like, oh, I'll remember what happened in that meeting later, or I'll remember the date of that event, or I'll remember my to put this registration and insurance card in my glove compartment. But I think that's where we have to kind of transition from trusting our memories less. Um, maybe we don't have the memory we had at 22 for a myriad of reasons, and trust our pins more. I would say I have definitely leaned into this more and more. Everything that comes up in a meeting that's a to-do list for me or like something that has to be followed up, I am I am putting it in my planner as soon as possible. But today, we're going to be talking about capturing important details of our lives and storing them in a way that's going to help you be your brain, help you remember these things without you having to store them and count on your brain. Sometimes setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, that's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS guiding you to the life that you want, not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. Life Focus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step -step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to fullfocus.co/lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co/lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream. Plan your future with Life Focus. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So you can banish your distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays. I'm Verbs, here with Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Happy Monday to you all. Happy, Happy Monday. Monday unto you, Verbs. Yes, yes. Thank you, sir. So all this talk about how to not forget, why is it important that we actually pick up the pen and write things down? The first reason, Verbs, is it creates clarity. Picking up a pen and writing creates 
clarity. There's this quote that says, thoughts disentangle themselves, passing over the lips and through pencil tips. Now that's great for a couple of reasons. One, because it's absolutely true when we verbalize something or uh, write something down, it, it clears our mind. And two, it rhymes a little bit there at the end. And so that's fun. There they are again, that, uh, that great international prolific author, Anonymous, mm-hmm. the one who came mm-hmm. up with that quote. So accreditation due. <laughs> In seriousness, this is uh, the reason I journal so much. It's one of the advantages of writing, specifically with writing with a physical pen. The frustration with it is also the benefit of it, which is it takes longer. And there's mm. something about writing it down that as you're doing it, you start to figure stuff out about it. It'll sear in your brain a little bit, but the actual act of writing takes that extra second that uh, I think as Cordy says, it, it gets out of your head. So it creates that clarity in that space and you, you can feel it almost physically leaving your head uh, where it's not a safe place to keep that idea and putting it into a planner that is a safe, trusted place that can store that idea. You know, they've done research on note-taking related to, especially like on college students and stuff. And I'm, I don't want to brag, but my greatest uh, skill is my ability to type very quickly. It's something that if I'm having a bad day, take a typing test and be like, man, I'm so good at this. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was an undergrad and I was in grad school. Nick, you, know, you got to be- edit that out, man. You got to take that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's- I, it's the best. <laughs> I'll do one today. So anyway, uh, but they've done this research where they've shown that if you're in a class, you see people in their in classes with these laptops and they're tip tapping away. When I was in grad school, it became popular to have like a shared Google Doc where everybody would like take notes together on what was happening in class. But what they found is actually that writing your notes by hand is better for your retention because in the since you can't type anywhere close to the speed of thought. You're having to sort of editorialize and compartmentalize and translate big ideas into things that your brain can hold on to and then refer to later. So writing is also just writing is the best. Writing by hand is the best. And honestly, in addition to the full focus system, I was the paper planner. That's like the central meat of it is just going, I need somewhere that will force me to think through all these things. So that's another unsolicited uh, uh, pro writing pro pencil pitch. <laughs> well, and I think one thing you said there that's really important is something that you can refer to later. The pain of looking at a note that you can't distinguish what in the world you were thinking of in that moment. What, like, what is this? Ta- I have no idea what I was talking about. That pain actually forces you in the moment of when you have something to write down of, you know, what is important? What's the deadline? Who should know about this? Thinking through those in real time so that your future self doesn't hate your current self. Um, And it, again, just helps you have clarity around what it is that you need to accomplish. You know how your phone will do uh, location-based reminders if you tell it, like your iPhone? I'm sure Android does it too. Uh, Apparently... Back in like 2016, I tried to leave a note on my phone from when I was leaving my friend's parents' house. And so every time I – they have like a pool there, so we'll go there. And 
So every time I leave the house, that house, I get a notification that just says bring on it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> every time. And I go, what Swim, do so. I need to bring? <laughs> what was it? And I just leave it there in, in case I remember it someday because it seems important. <laughs> it's, so I, I'm glad to hear y'all do that. Well, at least Nick does it too. Of like you write a task list or a note to follow up on, and then you're like, "What is this? <laughs> I don't well, I, know what you're talking about." And like like you were saying, I mean, Courtney, it's important writing it down. And then if we're going to write it down, we're in this intentional mode of of capturing it on paper. Uh, if we're going to capture it, it's worth capturing it well. That way, that simple act of writing can help us remember uh, even better. Uh, even if you don't really go back and return to your notes to consult with it, which leads us to reason number two for future reference. For future reference, we want to write stuff down to reference later. This is huge. I'm reminded of the David Allen quote, where he said, the mind is for having ideas, not for holding them. To have a system set up where you can get stuff out of your head, but know that it's safe, know that you can return back to it, to reference it when you need it, is so powerful. I, I think this has obviously an effect on just, hey, I remembered that birthday, or I remembered to update my registration for my car if you're me. But there's a some deeper emotional and psychological effects of this as a practice as well. One, your stress level or just that latent anxiety of maybe I'm forgetting something over time as you practice this goes down. The second is that your sense of self-trust, your personal integrity as a value, it's not just something you say, oh, I want to have integrity. You're actually creating integrity in yourself by creating that system of referencing, creating that process of, oh, I can write stuff down and I'll, I'll check back on it. That development of self-trust is really powerful. So you, you're kind of boosting your own uh, energy and emotional state from, from both angles. One, because you're not as worried about stuff falling through the cracks. And two, because you're learning to, to trust yourself more and more. I feel like I want to do like a mic drop for you. I, mean, I could not. That is, yes. Yeah, the self-trust is so key and, and brilliant. Now, you do have a mic there, Courtney. No, I, I don't know how expensive <laughs> this thing is. Yeah, that, that is true. I'm pretty sure if I even <laughs> look at that mic wrong, Nick is going to get on to me. Um, because Can you imagine like, if you're listening, you're driving, and there's just a huge sound of a gong, gong, gong. Just really startle people. Oh Does gosh. Oh man, that's the that worst. Work? Sure did. did. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was my mic drop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the note that I would add to this when we're talking about future reference is obviously that self-trust is needed, but it's also having the mechanism of when you're gonna refer back to the things that you've written. And so part of your weekly preview process, honestly, this is part of one of the reasons I love it so much, is it has the mechanism in place for me to refer back 
through the week of all my notes or open to-do list. And it gives me that moment of like, again, self-trust because I have the time to do that and account for those items, either move them into the week ahead, move them into a different task management system, um, delegate them. You know, it gives me a process for doing those things. So if you feel like that's something you struggle with and you aren't using the weekly preview, definitely check that out. Or maybe that's a section you skip. It's really helpful um, to make these notes really work for you. Hey, Marissa, I got a quick question for you. Yeah, what's up? Uh, what are you doing with your life? Okay, whoa. <laughs> Very intense question. What do you it's mean? It's a quick question. It's a quick question. Just what are you doing with your life? Do you know where you're going? Do you know what you're doing? Do you know who you are? Well, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, I didn't a couple of months ago, but I actually do now. Oh, well, why didn't you have anything beforehand? Well, because I, first of all, didn't even know I needed to have any kind of a plan. And I frankly didn't know where to start. And I don't know. I've heard people talk about life planning and they always said that you had to write your eulogy, which felt very dark and grim and I don't know, Victorian. (laughs) So I said no. So yeah, I I was just not interested previously. (laughs) But now you do have one. Now you have a plan. Now you actually know who you are. Congratulations. Why yeah, is that? thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, and it's all thanks to actually our brand new product called Life Focus, which is a very um, fun, gamified life planning system that we've created to actually help you create a 10-year plan for your life. You can kind of think of it as a 10-year GPS, which is amazing. Yeah, I love how it's just focused on the 10 years versus a lot of life planning focuses on like your legacy or 50 years, 80 years from now. And I'm like, sometimes I don't even know what I want for lunch, let alone 50 years from now. Right. So this, the simple fact that we could think about 10 years out is very tangible to me. Well, and what I love too is that Life Focus is super easy, it's fun, and it's really effective. Anybody can do it. We've actually created an entire kit that has multiple card decks where you go through and you're able to select your personal mission, your values, and then go through all of your nine life domains and figure out what you want in each of those. So it's kind of like a fill-in-the-blank, paint-by-numbers style of life planning. We've taken all the guesswork out, and we're actually going to be hosting, Ken, our yeah. live, event, live event that's coming up in April, which is going to be amazing. My dad, Michael Hyatt, is going to be the one teaching, and we can't wait. That is going to be fantastic. And the best part is that you get to enjoy our 30-day money-back guarantee if you're like, you know what? I'm not sure if this is the right thing for me, but I guarantee you that most of you are going to do it. And when you put that work into it, you're going to love it and realize, wow, I now have a mission for my life. I now know who I am and I now have clear goals 10 years out on what I want to do. This product is going to be revolutionary for your life. Absolutely. Well, we would love to have you join us at Life Focus Live this April. Um, And if not, we also have a course and you can get the kit just by itself. So go to fullfocus.co slash lifefocus for more info. Hey guys, 
I am here with Connor Scholes, one of our Full Focus Planner certified pros. And Connor, say hi to the Focus on This audience and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello, my name is Connor Scholes. I am a uh, worship pastor full-time in the Kansas City area. Uh, actually at a church that has two campuses. So we have a, a campus in Independence and Blue Springs, which are kind of suburbs of Kansas City. So I always just say Kansas City Metro because that makes a lot more sense. And yeah. I, I guess Patrick Mahomes has kind of made that every – put it on the map. So that helps too. So I am so curious from somebody that is a creative. I know a lot of times when you think of – maybe people that are naturally a planner, maybe naturally like perfectionistic, your mind doesn't necessarily go straight to creatives. And so I love talking, I love talking to Nick, our producer as well on this topic of, you know, how does somebody that maybe doesn't, you know, you wouldn't naturally think, oh, this tool is going to be really helpful for and it actually is, and how you use it in, you know, like a role like yours. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and if you have any tips that would help people in a more creative field. So I am obviously, I am not naturally just organized. That's not the way I like to be. It's I'm very much that that free personality that's like, hey, let's do this. You know, that's that's how I'm built. But with that being said, especially in a, a situation where we have two campuses, um, on a week-to-week basis, I'm dealing with a lot of volunteers who all have their own schedules and and commitments. And so one of the things um, when our church actually, we had a merge uh, five years ago that we began to have two campuses, it became very clear to me that I was going to have to be able to handle the administration side of that. And so I think on a, a monthly basis, I have about 75 volunteers, unique volunteers that, that serve. And so I needed to be able to communicate to them and at the same time, not go insane being a creative who felt like all I was doing was ticking boxes like that. So one of the things um, actually about three years ago, um, I started just the whole do three things a day. What what three things do I need to accomplish? And that's great, except if you don't write them down, you don't know if you've done them, you think you've done them, and then somebody's like, yeah, you haven't done anything. And so uh, for me, the act of writing it down makes okay. a huge difference. And so one of the reasons I started using Full Focus was one, it had the whole idea of three things a day that you need to really get done, and then the rest is gravy. And and for me, that's that's important because sometimes... Um, I just need to get those three things done and know that I've accomplished them. And then it allows me to have the freedom then to flex my muscles in the creative realm. So one of the things that I found was my head was full of a lot of thoughts and I need to get them out. Mm-hmm. So actually in, in line with the, the full focus planner, I actually every day I journal out thoughts. I would say probably one of the unique ways that I use the planner is that I don't use that little calendar function as Mm -hmm. a thing to show my appointments. I use that as a way to hold myself accountable. So I write down everything that I did, whether it's good or bad, and I can go back and I can say, hey, I wasted those two hours today. Maybe next time I need to schedule that a little better so I don't waste it. That's a really great tip. I That's very interesting of kind of using it as a way to see not what you're planning for the day, but what actually happened. 
as kind of a, a factual source of evaluating getting better of like, hey, what worked, what didn't work, especially probably when you come to your weekly preview, it's nice to look at those and use it as a tool to improve from. That's For a sure. really interesting tip. I like that. And one of the things that it's helped me do is realize either when I've made improvements there, like I've made improvements in in managing my time or to um, look and see where's the best place to create time, create margin to be creative. Because one of the things for creatives is you have to be intentional about your time that you're going to write or your time that you're going to think. Um, whatever version of creativity you have, for me, um, I block out my Thursday mornings to be very creative. And I try to make sure that I don't have any meetings there to do that with. And so that is my time to write. Um, for me in this last year, I've become uh, pretty conversational in Spanish. And one of the ways that I did that was by having coffee for an hour with someone who spoke Spanish every Thursday. And we just spoke in Spanish. And uh, that has, has really helped. But that wouldn't have happened if I wasn't planning out my time to be able yeah. to do that. So many times I've heard from creatives, it's like your natural desire is like, I'd love to just be able to freely pursue like whatever I'm thinking of or, you know, like whatever creative aspiration I want to go after. But actually that, you know, whenever they've had that in their life, their actual, their creativity has gone down. But it was actually in the times where they had the constraints that provided the creative time when they were the most creative. And I'm just curious to, to hear y'all's thoughts on that. So I look at creativity like a budget. Mm. Um, we don't, we don't like budgets and finances a lot of times, but <laughs> budgets are actually what gives us the ultimate freedom. Mm -hmm. So for me as a creative, the times that I am doing my best work are when I am cutting out time to be consistent. And so that consistency breeds the results. Um, when it comes to writing, for example, if I'm writing every week, then I'm going to have a lot of material to record from. But if I don't cut out that time to write, then I'm I'm not going to write and yeah. then I'm ultimately not going to be able to share that. Yeah. You know, when I, um, I was living in St. Louis and I was just like a guy who was creative, right? And then I went and lived in San Francisco for maybe five months, which was great. Beautiful city. And suddenly, immediately, I was in LA and then San Francisco. People were like, well, you're a creative. Of course. This is like I have suddenly given this title. And sometimes I think to myself, is that real? Like, is this actually that different than how everybody else lives their life? This idea that somehow it's it feels great. You know, I'm a I'm a four on the Enneagram, so they say. And uh, one of the things about the four uh, is that they love to be an individual. They love to be special. That is true. I think that's true for everybody, too, as well. But uh, <laughs> I do wonder. I, it's so funny. This is a little askew of maybe the point, but that's all true. I, I the, I've been the most creative when I have set aside time to be creative and I have limited it and asked a lot of myself in return to go by the end of this, you're going to have done X and you're going to love right. it. And if you give yourself, you know, I made a podcast, shame rules 
And that took years. And eventually I had to go like, oh, I need to finish this. <laughs> I need to set it. And this is when it goes live. I hate that. I hate and that. And this yeah. is what's happening. So anyway, uh, yes to all of that. But also I, I would be remiss if I didn't say that I – there's something about the creative's idea that makes me feel like are we just Nick, full of baloney. You know you just like stepped on my – I actually had a business called Practicing Creativity. And mm. the whole philosophy was that everybody is actually – creative. Like when I write a strategy document, right. I'm mm-hmm. creative. It's just like culturally we associate music, art, you know, we associate certain things as being creative versus not creative. And we probably all, you know, like even somebody in finance that does a really fancy formula that I wouldn't have come up with, like that is actually creativity. It's creativity with which we don't want our finance people to get too creative with numbers, but I'm just saying there is, you know, we all have that. And I think it is actually the practicing of it that probably you two probably make more of an effort to practice it, your creativity, than maybe some other people do because you've kind of, you've taken on that identity that I do agree if more of us took on that identity, I mean, it's there in all of us for sure. Well, I mean, think, think about the, it happens everywhere. You have you have the creative financial solution, you have the creative parenting solution. You go, oh my right. gosh, yeah. I can't believe you didn't think of that. Uh, you have it, so it exists all these places, and maybe because we're talking about mind your mindset and the stories we tell ourselves and how that yeah. works. If perhaps people were to go, wow, I am creative. I that was a good. Uh, I solved that problem very creatively. They might take that on and then find themselves being more free to be creative in other ways, just because yeah. the story they're telling themselves is more accurate. And vice versa. Yeah. Like for Connor, he could say like, I'm a creative, you know, like I, I don't do the planning thing, you know, like, right. mm-hmm. and what you're saying is actually you've taken that on of like, no, I can be creative and be a great planner, put it, you know, mm-hmm. like deliver a really great event with 75 volunteers, which I can, I know from personal experience is, not the best group of people to manage. <laughs> there are times that it can be interesting. Yeah. When I think of the idea of, especially as in the last 20 years of ministry, like there were times, yes, I was like, I'm a creative. I just don't plan. I'm just going to be disordered. That's just who I am. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, you talk about taking on personalities. I think for me, uh, it's not just, it's not necessarily taking on the personality. It's embracing the tension of what the world might see as irony. Like it's okay to set aside time to do nothing. You know, it's okay to set aside time to think, um, to write, to stretch those muscles. And then at the same time, yeah, like you said, I think everyone has creativity. I think of uh, one of my friends who is an elegant coder. Like you can look at his computer programming code and it just looks pretty. Mm -hmm. And that's an art form in itself. You know, he would never call himself a creative. And yet in my mind, I look at that and I'm like, that looks like poetry. It's just numbers. But still, you know, that Mm -hmm. I think that's where, yeah, when you when you accept some of those boundaries in planning, it actually opens up the freedom. You can have a whole blank page as a creative 
And it doesn't mean that you're going to accomplish anything just because you're given total freedom. A lot of times the best way creative creates is when we do give ourselves some barriers and some guide rails just to bounce off of because we need to bounce off of, you know, I'm a little ADD. So I bounce off my guardrail and then I can get back on track. That's a really great word. And again, another great nod to the usage of a daily big three. You know, even if you have a full day aside to say like, I can do whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. however I want to write, whatever I want to do, I'm just, but having, using even just the daily big three actually will produce much better results in the end. Can I, can I I quickly just say to your point, Connor, this is my non-planner tip, but it all works. There's an, an, an author named Anne Lamont who wrote oh. uh, wrote a little little thing called uh, I'll censor it. I'm going to say it. Excuse my language. I'm going to censor it for the show. It's called shitty first drafts. And the idea here, of course, is that um, you just have to get the something down. I was yes. doing this with my 13 year old. He has a project for a class. He has to make a video, and he's like, I don't. He said, "This is." I just said, "Just make a thing." Yep. <laughs> so then we can fix the thing. That's, That's right. all you have to do. So for everyone's out there and you're going, I don't know what to do. It's fine. Just make it as bad as possible and accept it and love it. I have a friend, Michael Farron, who says, write the really bad songs so you can get to the good ones. Yeah. Hmm. That's right. That's good. It's a good word. Well, Connor, think, do you work with – I should have asked this before I started going. Do you work with certified pros or do you just kind of use it in your ministry or – so I use it in my ministry. I haven't branched out too much, but I have, you know, I have four or five folks that I work with just to help them yeah, um, awesome. in the same area. And so that's, that's one of the ways that I've reached out with it and I've used it. Um, I would love to work with other pros. So if, if you want to, you can look me up and I'd love to talk to you about it. So. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Connor, thank you so much for joining us today. Again, if you are interested, maybe you're in worship arts at a church or you're a creative and you're looking to work with a certified pro that has expertise in that area, you know, you can find people like Connor that are experts in using the Full Focus Planner in those applications. Again, you can find all of our certified pros at fullfocus.co slash directory. You're going to look for our earners, search in the earners. Um, You also can find them in our Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. Matter of fact, you could probably just ask a question. Hey, is there a certified pro that's worked in this industry? And most likely you're going to find someone. It's a great way to expedite and the results that you're looking for, the things that you're trying to pursue. Connor, thank you so much for being with us. I so enjoyed this conversation and kind of a unique look at how you can use the full focus system. So thank you again for being with us. Thank you. Thank you for letting me come on. All right. Today's tip to level up your focus is to reflect on this question. In what situations am I most tempted to over rely on my memory? Then ask yourself, where could I capture notes on these situations instead? Courtney just gave a great tip on where to do that, but we'll leave it there. Oh, (laughs) thanks for joining us on Focus on This. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So share it with your friends and don't forget to join the Full Focus Planner community on Facebook. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode. Until then, stay Stay focused. focused. That was good. Sometimes 
setting annual goals can only get you so far. If you don't have a sense of where you want your life to be in 10 years, there's no guarantee that the goals you're setting now are actually going to take you to the life that you're trying to create for yourself. Well, that's where the brand new Life Focus product comes in. This innovative, gamified life planning system is your 10-year GPS guiding you to the life that you want, not one decided for you, and not one that you just drifted into. Life Focus offers easy, fun, and effective planning with prompt card decks and a step-by-step guide. Also, you can join us for a live virtual event with Michael Hyatt on April 5th and April 6th for real-time guidance as you set the path for your next 10 years. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, there's nothing to lose, so make sure you pre-order right now for shipping in March 2024. Go to lifefocus. That's fullfocus.co/lifefocus right now to pre-order. Don't just dream. Plan your future with Life Focus.